Section 1 of Aesop's Fables, a new revised version. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Chenevere in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Aesop's Fables, a new revised version. Section 1. THE WOLF-TURNED-SHEPHERD A wolf, finding that the sheep were so afraid of him that he could not get near them, disguised himself in the dress of a shepherd, and, thus attired, approached the flock. As he came near he found the shepherd fast asleep. As the sheep did not run away, he resolved to imitate the voice of the shepherd. In trying to do so he only howled and awoke the shepherd. As he could not run away, he was soon killed. Those who attempt to act in disguise are apt to overdo it. THE STAG AT THE POOL A stag saw his shadow reflected in the water, and greatly admired the size of his horns, but felt angry with himself for having such weak feet. While he was thus contemplating himself, a lion appeared at the pool. The stag betook himself to flight, and kept himself with ease at a safe distance from the lion, until he entered a wood and became entangled with his horns. The lion quickly came up with him and caught him. When too late he thus reproached himself, Woe is me! How have I deceived myself? These feet which would have saved me I despised and I gloried in these antlers which have proved my destruction. What is most truly valuable is often underrated. THE FOX AND THE MASK A fox entered the house of an actor, and, rummaging through all his properties, came upon a mask, an admirable imitation of a human head. He placed his paws on it, and said, What a beautiful head! Yet it is of no value, as it entirely wants brains. A fair face is of little use without sense. THE BEAR AND THE FOX A boar boasted very much of his philanthropy, saying that of all the animals he was the most tender in his regard for man, for he had such respect for him that he would not even touch his dead body. A fox, hearing these words, said with a smile to the bear, Oh, that you would eat the dead and not the living? We should not wait till a person is dead to give him our respect. THE WOLF AND THE LAMB A wolf, meeting with a lamb astray from the fold, resolved not to lay violent hands on him, but to find some plea which should justify to the lamb himself his right to eat him. He then addressed him, "'Sir, last year you grossly insulted me.' "'Indeed,' bleated the lamb in a mournful tone of voice, "'I was not then born.' "'Then,' said the wolf, "'you feed in my pasture.' "'No, good sir,' replied the lamb, "'I have not yet tasted grass.' "'Again,' said the wolf, "'you drink at my well.' "'No,' exclaimed the lamb, "'I never yet drank water.' for as yet my mother's milk is both food and drink to me. 
on which the wolf seized him and ate him up, saying, Well, I won't remain supperless, even though you refute every one of my imputations. The tyrant will always find a pretext for his tyranny, and it is useless for the innocent to try by reasoning to get justice, when the oppressor intends to be unjust. THE ONE-EYED DOE A doe, blind of an eye, was accustomed to graze as near to the edge of the sea as she possibly could to secure greater safety. She turned her eye toward the land that she might perceive the approach of a hunter or hound, and her injured eye toward the sea, from which she entertained no anticipation of danger. Some boatmen, sailing by, saw her and taking a successful aim mortally wounded her said she o oh, wretched creature that i am to take such precaution against the land and after all to find this seashore to which i had come for safety so much more perilous danger sometimes comes from a source that is least suspected the dog cock and fox a dog and a cock, travelling together, took shelter at night in a thick wood. The cock perched himself on a high branch, while the dog found a bed at the foot of the tree. When morning dawned, the cock, as usual, crowed very loudly. A fox, hearing the sound and wishing to make a breakfast on him, came and stood under the branches, saying how earnestly he desired to make the acquaintance of the owner of so sweet a voice. "'If you will admit me,' said he, "'I should very much like to spend the day with you.' The cock said, "'Sir, do me the favor to go round and wake up my porter, that he may open the door and let you in.' On the fox approaching the tree, the dog sprang out and caught him and quickly tore him to pieces. Those who try to entrap others are often caught by their own schemes. THE MOUSE, THE FROG, AND THE HAWK A mouse, by an unlucky chance, formed an intimate acquaintance with a frog. The frog, one day intent on mischief, bound the foot of the mouse tightly to his own. Thus joined together, the frog led his friend toward the pool in which he lived, until he reached the very brink, when suddenly jumping in, he dragged the mouse in with him. The frog enjoyed the water amazingly, and swam croaking about as if he had done a meritorious action. The unhappy mouse was soon suffocated with the water, and his dead body floated about on the surface, tied to the foot of the frog. A hawk observed it, and pouncing upon it, carried it up aloft. The frog, being still fastened to the leg of the mouse, was also carried off a prisoner and was eaten by the hawk. Harm hatch, harm catch. THE DOG AND THE OYSTER A dog, used to eating eggs, saw an oyster, and, opening his mouth to its widest extent, swallowed it down with the utmost relish, supposing it to be an egg. Soon afterwards, suffering great pain in his stomach, he said, I deserve all this torment for my folly in thinking that everything round must be an egg. Who acts in haste repents at leisure. 
The Wolf and the Shepherds A wolf passing by saw some shepherds in a hut eating for their dinner a haunch of mutton. Approaching them, he said, What a clamor you would raise if I were to do as you are doing! Men are too apt to condemn in others the very things they practice themselves. THE HARES AND THE FROGS The hares, oppressed with a sense of their own exceeding timidity, and weary of the perpetual alarm to which they were exposed, with one accord determined to put an end to themselves and their troubles by jumping from a lofty precipice into a deep lake below. As they scampered off in a very numerous body to carry out their resolve, the frogs lying on the banks of the lake heard the noise of their feet, and rushed helter-skelter to the deep water for safety. On seeing the rapid disappearance of the frogs, one of the hares cried out to his companions, "'Stay, my friends! Do not do as you intended, for you now see that other creatures who yet live are more timorous than ourselves. We are encouraged by seeing others that are worse off than ourselves.' THE LION AND THE BOAR On a summer day, when the great heat induced a general thirst, a lion and a boar came at the same moment to a small well to drink. They fiercely disputed which of them should drink first, and were soon engaged in the agonies of a mortal combat. On their stopping on a sudden to take breath for the fierce renewal of the strife, they saw some vultures waiting in the distance to feast on the one which should fall first. They at once made up their quarrel, saying, It is better for us to make friends than to become the food of crows or vultures, as will certainly happen if we are disabled. Those who strive are often watched by them who will take advantage of their defeat to benefit themselves. THE MISCHIEVOUS DOG a dog used to run up quietly to the heels of those he met, and to bite them without notice. His master sometimes suspended a bell about his neck, that he might give notice of his presence wherever he went, and sometimes he fastened a chain about his neck, to which was attached a heavy clog, so that he could not be so quick at biting people's heels. The dog grew proud of his bell and clog, and went with them all over the marketplace. An old hound said to him, Why do you make such an exhibition of yourself? That bell and clog that you carry are not, believe me, orders of merit, but on the contrary marks of disgrace. A public notice to all men to avoid you as an ill-mannered dog. Those who achieve notoriety often mistake it for fame. THE QUACK FROG a frog once made proclamation to all the beasts that he was a learned physician and able to heal all diseases. A fox asked him, How can you pretend to prescribe for others, and you are unable to heal your own lame gait and wrinkled skin? Those who pretend that they can mend others should first mend themselves, and then they will be more readily believed. THE ASS, THE FOX, AND THE LION The ass and the fox, having entered into a partnership together, went out into the forest to hunt. They had not proceeded far when they met a lion. 
The fox approached the lion and promised to contrive for him the capture of the ass, if he would pledge his word that his own life should be spared. On his assuring him that he would not injure him, the fox led the ass to a deep pit and contrived that he would fall into it. The lion, seeing that the ass was secured, immediately clutched the fox and then attacked the ass at his leisure. Traitors must expect treachery. THE WOLF AND THE SHEEP A wolf, being sick and maimed, called to a sheep who was passing and asked him to fetch some water from the stream. For, he said, if you will bring me drink, I will find means to provide myself with meat. Yes, said the sheep, if I should bring you draught, you would doubtless make me provide the meat also. Hypocritical speeches are easily seen through. THE COCK AND THE JEWEL A cock, scratching for food for himself and his hens, found a precious stone, on which he said, If thy owner had found thee, and not I, he would have taken thee up, and have set thee in the first estate. But I have found thee for no purpose. I would rather have one barley-corn than all the jewels in the world. THE RAVEN AND THE SWAN a raven saw a swan, and desired to secure for himself a like beauty of plumage. Supposing that his splendid white color arose from his washing in the water in which he swam, the raven left the altars in the neighborhood of which he picked up his living, and took up his abode in the lakes and pools. But, cleansing his feathers as often as he would, he could not change their color, while through want of food he perished. Change of habit cannot alter nature. The Lioness A controversy prevailed among the beasts of the field as to which of the animals deserved the most credit for producing the greatest number of whelps at a birth. They rushed clamorously into the presence of the Lioness and demanded of her the settlement of the dispute. And you, they said, how many sons have you at a birth? The Lioness laughed at them and said, why, I have only one, but that one is altogether a thoroughbred lion. The value is in the worth, not in the number. End of section one.